this is Solving Problems and Starting New Ones, a show that tries to be an incubator of great ideas and a place to challenge popular wisdom. And today is episode 28, and we're talking about the transgender agenda that's sweeping the nation. And you'll get all this from a guy in the street perspective. All right, all right. So we are back. It's been over a year, so I'm going to have to rebuild the audience from the ground up. And if you want to help, tell a friend, telephone, telegram, and spread the word. I've decided to revive the show because you folks listen to the show because you are rational people living in an irrational time and you want a different perspective to figure things out. And I do this show because I have something to say about this era of time. So the show goes on. Okay, so the transgender agenda is on the agenda today. We're going to cover recent history, what the problems are, and how to solve them. And we'll handle, this, we'll handle this with care and sensitivity because we, as a nation, are transitioning into a bunch of sad vaginas. In the beginning, it started innocently enough with trans people, likely in college, who wanted to raise awareness of trans people, mostly focusing on the alienation and loneliness people go through when you don't easily fit into society's norms. And when you don't fit in, all the trials and tribulations that come along with life only get exacerbated. It's not an easy lifestyle, especially when it comes to friendship building. How do we make friends? To put it simply, the easier you are to play with, the easier you are to make friends with. If you're a toddler playing in the sandbox with all your toys, and another toddler comes over to play, and you immediately grab all your toys and say, these are mine, well, then the other toddler is going to walk away. And that's going to continue until you realize you're going to have to make concessions if you want to make friends. This continues through adulthood, though the toys in the sandbox evolves. Most men know how to make friends because there's really no rules with them. Say and do what you want, nothing bothers them. Women, on the other hand, everything bothers them. That's why they have no friends. And ladies, if, you're, if that sentence bothers you, it's only because it's true. Fix yourself. Now, with trans folks, it's a different situation. Say if you're a guy, you're at work, and there's a new male employee, you might say to be polite and welcoming, hey, you want to grab a drink after work? There's a local sports team playing against a non-local sports team, and I'm going to whip batteries at their bus. Come along. Now, if there's a new female employee and you're trying to be polite and welcoming and nothing else, it's a different ball game. If you ask her to grab a drink one-on-one, is she going to take that as a date? Maybe she's married. Maybe she thinks you're hitting on her, and she's going to call the HR department. The mind usually follows the path of least resistance. Rather than getting into a deep explanation about your intentions, it's just easier to say, hey, nice working with you, see you tomorrow. But other women will pick up the slack to see if she wants to grab a drink and make friends. So she's not going to be lonely, or at least until they get to know her. With trans people, it falls almost in the same category as women. If it's a trans woman, do you treat him like a woman? Well, yes, right? Well, then it's, see you tomorrow. If it's a trans man, do you treat them like a man, but... What if they're gender fluid, or what if I screw up their pronouns, do I have to walk on eggshells, and it becomes an issue, or or do I have to act a certain way, because a year ago this person was a woman, and are are they going to think you're hitting on them, or you know what would be easier if I just say, hey, see you tomorrow, and a lot of women feel the same way, and let me just reiterate, just in case I'm not saying exactly what I mean, it isn't that people don't want to play with trans people, people just don't know how, and because of that, you're going to have a large, very lonely group of people. Who's going to date into that lifestyle? Who's going to marry into that lifestyle? These are legit questions the trans community has to deal with. So what do you do to curb that? Well, you throw a parade, a gathering, toss in some rah-rah speeches, and you know what? It helped a little. Unfortunately, when giant groups of people get together, the kings and queens notice. And that's when everything turns into the drizzling shits. 
When it comes to parades, what politicians see is a giant voter block to help get what they want themselves. And big businesses see rainbow-colored money. So both of them infiltrate with deals, money, and influence. And what does that give us? The chaos economy. And I might have explained this before, but it bears repeating. What is the chaos economy? Let's say I'm king, and a large group of people are coming to attack me because they feel I'm stealing from them. So what I do is I tell half the crowd, I would love to provide you with help and care that you need, but the other half of the crowd is a bunch of dumb rednecks that don't want to pay their fair share. And then to the other half I say, I would love to offer you tax breaks to you true patriotic Americans, but these lazy welfare queens keep taking all the money. So now I've turned the crowd against each other, and each person in the crowd is going to give votes and donations to the side of government they think cares about them the most. And our kings and queens enjoy the show. So, what has Rainbow Inc. brought us? Well, let's go over a brief list of things that have turned what were humble beginnings into chaos. Number one. In July of 2022, a New Jersey trans inmate impregnated two women in a women's prison. He was finally removed after suspicion arose that maybe he was a man. Number two. Mass confusion of students from gender worldview teaching. I have personally met three children that, that think I can get pregnant. Where does it come from, my asshole? This confusion is child abuse. Number three, parents losing their children for not affirming their child's gender belief. States are calling this child abuse. This is based on the lie that if your child does not get hormone treatment or surgery, your child will likely commit suicide. Better to have a living daughter than a dead son, they say that obviously scares parents who would do anything to help their child. But the facts would clearly show that child suicide was basically non-existent prior to 2010. Also prior to 2010 was the so-called gender-affirming care. So shouldn't there have been a, a higher suicide rate among minors when there was no care? No one can seem to answer that. Number four, the lies behind child-affirming care. Child-affirming care is puberty blockers and surgery. If a child is too young to drink, vote, get a tattoo, drive, buy cigarettes, then maybe they're too young to have life-altering surgery. Number five, as for puberty blockers, which everyone has been told is safe but has never been tested with a large group, has now been reported to cause osteoporosis and other bone density issues. This has recently been banned in Sweden for minors. But let's keep giving them to kids because they're safe and effective. Where have I heard that before? Number six. The misinterpretation of gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria means you feel like the opposite sex. It does not mean you are the opposite sex. We can agree that men and women have more in common than not, but the differences are extreme. For example, we have different organs than each other, okay? Telling a 98-pound anorexic woman she does need to lose weight because she thinks she's obese wouldn't be tolerated. Why is this any different? Number seven. Teachers and school nurses give uh, students puberty blockers behind their parents' back. This is a growing trend. Number eight, if you are a detransitioner, a person who regrets their transformation, and you try to speak up about it, you will be banned from Facebook, and I believe YouTube, though that might have changed recently. You get banned because this is considered harm to the trans community. If you do find a soapbox to speak out on this issue, you will receive death threats. Number nine, a hospital is being sued for misgendering a trans male. He was told that he'd have to, have, have to take a pregnancy test, which is standard care, before having gastric bypass surgery. He said, quote, Why do I have to take a pregnancy test if I'm male? The hospital responded that anyone with ovaries has to take a test before, take, before having this kind of surgery. This is actually the second time this hospital has been accused of misgendering. 
Another trans male went in for egg retrieval surgery and the hospital gave him a wristband that read female because biology is important when it comes to this type of surgery. Number 10, the hospitals are not innocent in this at all. There is a high lack of informed consent with them telling people that after surgery, trans people feel like a new person, but no mention that vaginoplasty surgery requires checkups and treatments for the rest of their lives. The high risk of infection from pubic hair growing from inside the trans female. The permanent scarring left from the skin graft taken from a person's arm to make a penis for trans male. The risk of never having an orgasm. The next to no chance of having children naturally. And best of all, this surgery is labeled experimental, so if the surgeon makes mistakes, you can't sue or get any form of compensation. Number 11. There are people who want to make a law that locks up a person for misgendering a trans person. Let's try and rub a brain cell together, shall we? What does misgendering do at worst? It offends an individual, and therefore you should be locked up. That's an awful lot of power to hand over to the government. What if I say the police sucks or the president sucks? Does that offend them? Well, I guess they could lock up quite a few of us if the basis of your law is not offending an, an individual. Maybe we shouldn't be loading guns that can be used against us. Number 12, at an L.A. spa, a man claiming to be a woman exposed himself in the woman's changing room in front of children, teenagers, and adults. Mainstream media quickly sided with the trans woman, even though he's a registered sex offender. Number 13, in Loudoun County, North Carolina, a trans teen annually raped a 15-year-old girl in the, in the high school bathroom. The school did not alert the police and tried to cover up what happened. Once the truth came out, it turned out this was the second time this trans teen raped somebody, and the school covered that up. When the father confronted the school about what happened to his daughter, he was arrested for his troubles. And if you read articles about this in the mainstream news, they spend more time talking about how conservative outlets and their reaction, and they don't even talk about the actual rape and the cover-up. And number 14, lastly, the trans Nashville shooter, where a trans male would kill six people, including three children at an elementary school. And what did the Trans Resistant Network Advocacy Group have to say about the shooting? Hate has consequences. Yes, I'm sure those Catholic kindergartners were full, full of hate. After the shooting, mainstream media would spend more time how other media outlets were misgendering the shooter. So after hearing stories of people whipping their dick out in front of children, raping people, murdering people, maybe you can understand why some people do not support the rainbow flag, which is a symbol of sexuality that attracts children, by the way. And you can see why people have turned their back on Bud Light and Target and others. Maybe you can see why people are never going to take the side of trans people on political issues. Now, is this all trans people's fault? Not exactly. It'd be nice if trans folks stood up against the rainbow jihadists, which is only going to make things worse for them. So who's to blame for all this? Is it the politicians who love to divide and weaken us? Is it the corrupt hospitals? Here's a quote from Taylor Shane, who is an assistant professor of medicine who specializes in adolescent LGBT health, pediatrics, and trans health. This was her pitch to Nashville, Tennessee investors to open a trans clinic. Quote, this is only including top surgery. This isn't including any bottom surgery. And it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. So female to male reconstruction can bring in $40,000. A patient just on routine hormone treatment who is only seen a few times a year can bring in several thousand dollars. Now these figures are not from the internet. It's from the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery which has done a lot of surgeries for patients. I just want to give you an idea how much bottom surgeries are making. These surgeries are labor intensive, they require a lot of follow-up, they require a lot of operating room time, and they make money. They make money for the hospital." End of quote. 
Now, does that sound like care to you? Or is it the, the fault of big corporations that is taking advantage of this trend by hawking their products with a splash of rainbow? Or maybe it's a little bit of all of it. So we have trans folks being used by politicians, big businesses, big hospital for money and influence. The woke supremacists, they use these people to virtue signal and promote what they think is best for them, which is usually what they want for themselves. And last but not least, the pedophiles, the group that is always chasing that rainbow. And actually, I'm sorry, they prefer to be called MAPS now, Minor Attracted People. I'm not making this up. There's already two TED Talks about this that normalizes sleeping with children. And we'll dive into that in a later episode. And the sad part about this, most trans folks don't expect the world to change for them. All they really want is to be treated humanely, have the ability to get a job, and enjoy substantial amounts of meth unabated. Now, I've covered the history and the problem, so it's time for solutions. Well, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know I like to dig until I hit lava. And this is where the show takes a bit of a twist, so I, and I want you to listen closely because this kind of changes things. Four things I'm going to need you to hold on to. Number one, earlier I spoke about the rise of child suicide that started in 2010. What happened that year? The rise of 24-7 internet, otherwise known as the smartphone. That would lead to, to a rise in social media use. The trans shooter in Nashville was autistic. What are the symptoms some people on the autism spectrum have? They have trouble regulating their emotions, highly suggestive, and androgyny, which means you have a feeling of discomfort with what you see in the mirror, maybe what you wear, uh, discomfort in your own skin. Number three, in Nature Communications, which is one of the most highly regarded science journals out there, published a cumulative study of 640,000 people with gender dysphoria to see how many were on the autism spectrum. The results? Almost all of them. Around 50 years ago, 1 in 10,000 people had autism. Today, according to the CDC, it's 1 in 36. It appears we're not misgendering people, we're misdiagnosing people. And this will continue only until the truth has its day in the sun, which means this trans issue is probably permanent. And we'll cover the epidemic of autism in a later episode as well. So the solution I'm looking for is to keep the fighting among the citizens to a minimum to allow for more people to learn about the real problems coming from these big institutions. The solution should focus on the schools, the science, and the law. Let's break this down. I've been told for many years that religion should be taken out of the public school because it's a worldview that not everyone subscribes to. And it seems like for the most part it has been taken out. But do we just replace one religion for another? The worldview of gender ideology class should be allowed to be taught in a classroom as long as parents and students agree. It, it should be on a volunteer basis. It should be away from the regular curriculum. No student should be forced to learn a worldview they don't want to learn or don't accept. This would also open the door for, to allow for more Bible study classes if students and parents agree. Learning about where our standard of morality comes from might be something important rather than learning about gender. But I also believe a Jewish carpenter died for our sins and returned from the grave, so I believe some wonky shit myself. With that being said, it should all be optional. As for the science and medical field, I think doctors need to know who you are, not what you think you are or how you feel. They shouldn't be punished for their need to identify you appropriately for clarity. On the other hand, hospitals that hack off body parts because a person asks them to probably should be executed. After a fair trial, of course. And I'm tired of hearing that surgical castration is okay for adults, just not for minors. It's not okay to chop off body parts of anyone of any age. No doctor should be giving diet pills to an anorexic person, nor should they prescribe five prescriptions to a schizophrenic who thinks they're five people. Harm is not help. 
And lastly, this worldview needs to be out of our laws. And I'll keep this reasonably simple. Do you think domestic abuse is a serious issue, or do you think it's akin to two gals having a cat fight? We have to have a society with rules that make sense. Society needs order, because you, my friends, are chaotic. I think if this issue is taken out of these areas, it really doesn't have an impact on other people. It's not perfect, but for the most part, it would be enough. Just leave everyone alone. Don't force people to use evolving trans slang words. And after that, you can stick a light bulb up your ass and call yourself a lamp. That's all I got for you today. Next episode is about climate change, so tune into that. And this was Solving Problems and Stuff News. And the show goes on.